0: My name is Mark Cleary. I have the honor of serving on staff here at the ARC uh, as our uh, chief operating officer. And I also help uh, oversee church planning as well, along with Josh and Amy Robry, who I will officially introduce. And you'll meet here in just a few minutes if you have not met them already. And we are honored that you are here. The name of this session is Why Launch With ARC? and we hope to be able to answer any questions that you have uh, as we believe that God has placed a dream in your heart to start a life-giving church. Uh, Already this morning, you've kind of experienced some of the art culture, some of the DNA. You've heard some of the stories from different church planners, and we believe that God has amazing things in store for you like you've heard this morning. So by the time we are done here, hopefully we have answered all your questions. If not, We'll be more than happy to get your contact information or stick around a little bit longer and uh, answer some of your questions. Uh, We're going to go over kind of what it looks like to launch with ARC, the process, and then we have three of our amazing uh, church planning couples that are here uh, to kind of give you firsthand their experience of ARC and what you can expect and then to answer your questions as well. They are the stars of the show, really, uh, because we could not do what we do without amazing couples like them, and we'll introduce them here in just a few minutes um, as well. Uh, I want to kind of just give give a brief overview of what it means to launch through ARC. We're an organization that is going into our 18th year of existence. Six guys got together a long time ago and said, what would it be like if we just kind of decided to work together to help start churches? At that time, a couple of them had existing churches, and they would have friends or they would meet new relationships of people that were coming by asking for them to invest in them and to give them wisdom from their experience on what it meant to start a church. And they said, you know what, instead of doing it individually, why don't we do it together? And that birthed the ark. And now going into our 18th year later, we're at 760. 569 churches total uh, that that have launched. Uh, a bunch of those have been in the past five, six years, I think way over more than half of them. Last year alone, we helped start 120 churches. This year, uh, I, we're looking to go a little over 120 um, this year as well. And we have even more couples that are in our process, you know, launching in 2019 and, and beyond as well. And it's just amazing to see what, what God has done. And uh, we just get really excited about what God is doing. Last year, we launched a, a new process. We can continue to tweak what we do because there's new ways to to reach people that we learn from every single year. You'll you'll hear some of those great ideas here in just a minute as well. We have a four step process that we're gonna go into detail right now. So I want to welcome up Josh and Amy Roberry if you can join me right here. Josh and Amy run church planning on a day-to-day basis. They are the face of it and do a phenomenal job um, with it as well. And I think Amy's going to kind of walk us through the four steps, and then Josh will come in afterwards and not be near as cool as Amy, but he'll add some some good stuff too.
1: But much better looking. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Much bigger muscles, something like that. He runs faster than me. Yeah. 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 Um, So... First of all, we're so excited that you're here, and um, if you're in this room, I'm thinking that there must be a dream in your heart that one day you might plant a church and that God's speaking to you, and so we just want to let you know that we want to do everything that we can to come alongside you and help you fulfill that dream, because we know that the number one way that people come to Christ in America is through the launch of a new local church. That's the number one pay people are saved in America. So this is why we do what we do every day. It's why Ark exists. It's why I get up in the morning and get excited to do what I do every day because I know it's making an impact for eternity. So, um, real quick, through our process, there are four steps in our process, um, and I'm going to kind of talk about that first step. But I'll tell you all four steps. The first step is called discover. The second step is train. The third is coach, and then it's launch, um, and that's launch large because that's what we're going to help you do. We're helping you to reach that large launch day. But that first step, discover, is a great time for you to, to discover about ARK and for ARC to discover about you. And so there's going to kind of be two phases in discover. And one of those phases is you discovering ARK. We're going to have some free videos for you to watch to see if ARC is a good fit for the what God has called you to do. And there are many ways to plant a church. Um, we are a way to plant a church. We think our way is um, that God's given us is successful. We have a 93% success rate that after five years, the churches are growing, they're healthy, they're strong, and they're thriving. Um, and so we definitely believe in our model of church planning, but we want you to make sure that that's a good fit for what God's called you to do. So there's some videos on our website. They're free. The eight church planning essentials are done by Pastor Chris Hodges of Church of the Highlands. And um, so I definitely recommend if you have not done that yet, that's your first step to take is to begin our process by watching those eight church planning essentials. And if you watch that and you say, yeah, that, that sounds like what God's called us to do. I want to know more. Then the next step is for ARC to discover more about you. And you're going to do that through applying to plant a church through ARC. And so on our, on our online dashboard, it's really cool. Like Mark said, we've made a lot of changes. It used to be that you'd have to come to ARC to be assessed and you'd have to come to ARC to be trained. Now you get to complete the application and assessment entirely online from the comfort of your home. And so you can go through that application process. It's called Step 1 in, a, in a, the dashboard on our website. And it's a series of 12 tasks. And it's going to take you through everything that we would need to know to discover about you. And so you might ask, how do I know that I'm ready to apply? How do I know that I'm, I'm ready to kind of take that step to apply? It, should I apply? Is now the right time? So I kind of want to give you the answers to that question and kind of, kind of clue you in on what our team is looking for. We have a review team that'll meet, and they meet a couple of times a month, and they look at all the applications that have come in. And so I'm going to kind of give you what they're looking for. And to sum it up, it's three Ms. So if you're kind of taking note, three Ms. They're going to look at... The health of your marriage. They're going to look at the health of your finances, your money, marriage money, and they're going to look at the health of your ministry experience, ministry. So it, how do you know, is it the right time for me to take that next step in church planning? Is it the right time for me to go ahead and click on step one, apply with ARC and see if I should begin this process? Well, go ahead and self-assess the health of your marriage, money, and ministry. And look, we, we know that in order to have a healthy church, it starts with a healthy couple. It starts with a healthy marriage, and so we're, we 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 do that because we love you. And so so is your marriage ready to undertake church planning? Is your ministry experience the health of your ministry experience? Is it one that has prepared you not only to plan a church but to lead at a senior level? And do you do you have a, a track record of growing something, of growing an area of ministry? So these are things that. Hey, maybe there's a step to take before I click that apply button, and maybe it's to get more ministry experience where I'm growing an area of ministry so that I can show that I'm ready to launch large and launch a life-giving church. The third is just your finances, that you show that you've had healthy stewardship in your personal life so that whenever you are over the, the budget of a church, that you can take those same practices you've applied in your personal life. You know they're going to carry over into your church life. So when you say, hey, I have those three M's, I'm ready to go, click apply. And then you'll go through that 12-task application, and you'll be reviewed. And you'll do that all from the comfort of your own home, (laughs) which is pretty awesome. Um, The couples, you'll hear from them in a minute. They went through our old process. They had to come to us and go through these, like, interviews and get asked all these uncomfortable questions. And you can do that in your pajamas drinking your coffee if you'd like. Um, So much more comfortable for you. Um, So that's a nutshell of our process. I'd love to talk with you afterwards if you have a minute afterwards and you have some more questions about what it looks like to apply if you want to get more into those things. Um, if you have any questions about that, I'd love to talk with you and share with you on that. And um, that's our process in a nutshell. So I'm going to turn it to Josh Robury.
2: Awesome. Didn't even do a good job. And she looks so good doing it, too. Come on now. I mean, thank you, Lord, you know. And so uh, I, always, I, I always like to, you know, I like the fact that you look so good doing it, because I get to look at you probably more than anybody. I hope more than anybody, at least. Uh I think so. But uh anyway. So uh yeah, yeah. We can loosen up a little bit, have a little fun in here in the why arc, why launch with arc session? Can we have a little fun? Can we can we do that? Well, you know, it's an honor to just sit up here and look at you because you guys are stepping out to do this. You really are my heroes and I look up to you. I admire you, admire your faith. Uh, doing something like church planning is the tip of the spear in my mind of the Great Commission. You're on the cutting edge, you're the special forces of ministry, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, I could be wrong. Okay, but I think it's a really special thing. And so for, for us to be a part of that journey journey with you to me I really consider it the highest privilege and I, I, like, I like to imagine every time a church is planted in another city uh, there's a family there that's raising kids that those kids wouldn't grow up in a home that has the love of God in it without that church and so I feel like every time we start a new church we're changing not just people's lives but the direction of families legacies and the impact be multiplied over and over and over again so just thank you for taking time to come and learn about this and uh, allowing us opportunity to share with what we do at ARC I do think what we do is pretty special it's pretty awesome And uh, we have a great team that does. Actually, some of our team is here, and I'd just like to give them a shout out uh, because we just uh, hired a couple people on staff. I'm trying to give you guys a warning that I'm about to say your name if you're on the ARC team. Uh, But we have Isaiah Duncan. uh, He's on the ARC staff. You guys can give him a hand right there. And... um, so he's helping us in the launch process. All of ARC is helping you all the way through your journey. But these are people that are specifically connected to the training process. Alex Bizignani, he's uh, interning at ARC right now. And uh, y'all give him a hand. Don't worry. He won't, he won't mind that. So he's about to graduate from University of Alabama, and we don't mind. Uh, we let him intern anyway. So anyway, uh, I, we're, Amy and I are LSU alumni, okay? So just FYI, go Tigers. I see that Gator shirt. I'm trying not to let, not to let that distract me. That orange. I mean, we won't. yeah, we want to hold it against you and then uh, uh marie louise just joined our team she helps amy in our um in our application process y'all so give her a hand and uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to mention them, and we have a couple um, also ARC interns as well. Robert Frazier's back there, Will Smith, and they'll, they'll be graduating Highlands College and looking for a job. So you can interview them uh, afterwards as well. They graduate in May. But uh, the reason why I mentioned them in our process is because uh, really Isaiah has, comes from a church that used our model in Indonesia. And so basically his parents came to an ARC training years ago, got our model, brought it to Indonesia, and they have planted a thriving church in Indonesia that's done really, really well. And he's come back through Highlands College, has graduated, and is now on staff serving church planters. Isn't that amazing? And so, uh, so you know, it can work anywhere. It's working in Indonesia, okay? So, uh, And they eat a lot of dog there, from what I hear. So, And uh, it's working just fine. So uh, that wasn't a joke, but it was funny, okay? So, you know, I'll take just the last couple minutes, since I squandered 90% of my time rambling, uh, to talk about the training process. You know, the training process for ARC actually begins online for free before you even officially become part of the training process. Uh, we offer online from Pastor Chris Hodges the eight essentials of church planning that we used to charge. It used to be a charged part of our training. Because of the heart of our lead team and our staff, we decide just to give that away to free to whoever wants it. And so you can go online right now and watch those videos. Uh, you'll be able to watch the first two or three without doing anything. We'll just ask you to create a profile with a username and email, and you can get some of the best teaching on church planning from Pastor Chris Hodges right there online for free. So maybe you're in here today and say, hey, I don't know that, I, that I'm a new church looking to launch, but I want to learn more about what we do as, as a church planning organization to help new churches, to maybe help your church. That's a great resource for you for free. But after that, if you watch, we ask people to watch those videos as well to make sure that Ark's a good fit for them. You know, we want you to feel excited about what, what's happening. We want your baby to leap. You know what I'm talking about? Whenever uh, Martha, whenever uh, Mary walked up the baby leap, John the Baptist leaped up in her, in her belly. That's what I'm talking about. I want you, want you to be excited about uh, what we're doing. And so if you, if you look at that and you say you want to move forward, you'll go through what Amy just talked about, and then you move into our training process. And so w- what we used to have is a training model that was a classroom, just like you're sitting here. A few people came up and talked to you, and then after two or three days of that, you left and went home and tried to apply what we taught you. Instead, what we decided to do is, is we looked at that time. We say, hey, if people are flying in to spend time with us, how can we make that time the most valuable for them? And we said, what if they already knew everything we were going to taught them when they got there, and then we use that time breaking it down for their specific situation. And so we kind of turned our model on its head, and now we have coaches that, after you watch the training online, you come through and they sit down with you in your context and walk through all the training with you one-on-one. Isn't that amazing? It's really phenomenal. And so what you'll do is the 13 or 12 sessions that we used to teach in person, you can now watch those sessions online. There's assignments that go with them. It's not busy work like What's the theology of church planning or define church planner or something, uh, you know? like that instead what it's what's your launch budget uh who's your target market what's your buy-in story and we ask you to write those things out and when you've gone through the whole video series you will have written a comprehensive plan specific to your church to launch an amazing church isn't that amazing okay and so you'll bring that together uh you'll come to our training Uh, a coach will sit down with you normally it's a table of of one coach with three couples and they'll spend uh, about two and a half days going over your launch plan with you in that context you'll you'll build some incredible Relationships. You'll keep hearing that word over and over and over and our, because it's very important to us. You'll build some incredible relationships, and but then you'll lead that environment knowing who your coach is, having spent some time getting to know them. Uh, their spouse is always there. We know spouses lead at different levels and um, different ways of involvement based on season of life and gifting, and so we just welcome everyone, no matter where you are in that, to come on, but just come together. Amen. And uh, and so we do that together, and then when you move on, you move on to our coaching, and so our coaching. Uh, Di- uh, paradigm, it's not a mentorship. They're not your overseer, although it can become that. So if there's a natural relationship there and it becomes a mentorship or it becomes overseer relationship, that's great. But that's not what we're asking for here. What we, what they're specifically here to do is to coach you in our model to help you launch that church. And that's, that's the scope of the coaching. What's amazing to see is because of the way we switched up our training is how the relationships have changed and how guys are texting and calling each other um, once a week visiting each other's churches and all that. And, and it's just amazing what our coaches do because they do all this as volunteers for free. They do it because they love church planning and they volunteer their time. They sacrifice from their church to give back to you. It's an amazing thing. It's a special group of people. And, uh, and, and that's pretty much the summary of, uh, the coaching thing. We we're beginning to expand our coaching into post-launch to make sure that you're able to make that transition from church planner to church pastor and, uh, make sure that's successfully handed off well. And, um, We're really looking forward to the future, and hopefully, if you have any questions, we can answer it later. There it is.
0: Thank you, Brother Josh and Sister Amy. All right, I want to invite three of our couples up here. Travis and Brittany, come on up. Josh and Kara, come on up, and Brad and Jessica as well. I'm going to slide over. Brittany, you can sit right there. You can give that mic to them, Josh. Thank you very much. All right. Josh and Kara, starting with my left, if you all could, we'll just work our way down this way. If you can okay. introduce yourself, let me know the name of your church and when you launched.
3: Hi, my name is Josh. This is my wife, Kara, and uh, we are in Baytown, Texas, just east of Houston, and we planted Faith Family Church three and a half years ago. Awesome.
0: Fantastic.
4: How are you guys doing? My name is Travis Jones, this is my lovely wife, Brittany Jones, and we launched uh, Motivation Church uh, six months ago
5: in South Richmond, Virginia. Hey guys, I'm Brad Hampton, this is my wife Jessica, and we launched SoCo Church 12 weeks ago in Bentonville, Arkansas, home of Walmart, where we know we need a lot of Jesus, right? We need a lot of Jesus up there.
0: So six months and, and a couple weeks, and, and you guys are still here and married. That's right. That's fantastic, all right! <laughs> fantastic, all right. Uh, this will be a question for all of you, so whoever would want to jump in first is great. And uh, I promise you, we didn't rehearse this before, so this is just from them, but... Um, why would you all choose ARC to launch through? Any of you,
6: anyone, someone. Um, I'll answer that question. Uh, when Travis and I decided that we would launch a church, I was kind of like the deer in headlights, like, oh my gosh, are we really doing this? And I know some of you probably feel the same way, like God's called us to do it, but what in the world, why? Um, but we came to the old launch training, and I remember getting here and feeling like So much, so much to learn, but I I remember one day they were talking about all of these things that they were equip you with and you got the grow network where you get all of these different, you know, any anything that you're needing to start, you know, as far as graphics or anything like that. And I just was confused, like why would they give us all of this stuff? Like why would they help us start like this? And and I, I remember it being just such an impact on me because you start something new and it's a little scary and you don't really know which direction to go in. And they give you everything. And so I think the, the biggest thing for me was I didn't walk away feeling like I don't know what we're about to do. I walked away very very much feeling like we're equipped to do something great and that the ARC was going to help empower us to do it well. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't that deer in headlights feeling when I left three days later. It was like, okay, Lord, we're going to do this. And and you know, one of the, the coolest things is that Travis and I get to have good relationships with people we met three years ago. And so it wasn't a, hey, you guys go out and do this thing. It's going to be cool. It's they walk with you every single step. And that's real. And for me, I needed that because my husband is very much like a go-getter. He's going to get it no matter what and i was like i need instruction i need the a b and c on how to do it and so it's really neat um, and to be back three years later and we've started a church six months ago and it's a thriving church it's a good church and so and god's used us to do some really great things in south richmond so
3: mark can i jump in on that for just a Man, second jump away come on hey you know uh one reason why we wanted to go with ark is because we didn't want to starve you know we we <laughs> We wanted to win. We wanted to make it happen. I mean, when you hear that over 90% of all art churches are thriving after a year and making it, I'm like, I'm not the sharpest, you know, knife in the drawer, but hey, if it works, it works, right? So I said, I want that playbook. Um, I guess you could look at it like this. You know, how many of you ever, you know, tried something yourself that you saw on Pinterest? You know, maybe you try to, and uh, you're like, I'm going to try this because that looks like something I want whether it's baking cookies, cupcakes, or building something, you know, furniture-wise. And uh, you just look at the picture, and then you go try to do that. How many of you know that doesn't always turn out the way you want? It's like epic fail, you know, on a big, big scale. And I think when you're thinking about church planning, you know, man, this looks like something I want to do. How do I do it? Well, with ARC, you get not only the picture of what a great church looks like, but you get the step-by-step plan on how to build that kind of church. And then you've got a coach that's there with you step by step helping you tweak it and make it even better i mean so hey think about the next time you're gonna make them cupcakes if you had a cook with you if you had the right recipe step by step how many of you know you'd be putting stuff on pinterest too everybody right you'd be looking like a really smart smart person but that's what arc does for you it gives you all of the resources the relationships that you want so your dream can become a reality so that's why we did it.
5: awesome yeah i'll just say real quick um I was attracted to ARC because I came out of uh, years ago a really um, strict denomination, and denominations tend to try to do things the same way over and over. And with ARC, they were willing to get out of the box a little bit, try things differently, do things in a new way. And I love the term life-giving. It's not just a term; it's really how your church. I mean, we we become the heart really of um, of what Pastor Chris Hodges is. I mean, we watched, we loved that, and we're like, why wouldn't we want to have a church like that? So. We do things, we look totally different, we do things totally different, and it's working. We're not still trying to do the old way, the old things, and just hoping something will work out. And so that's one of the things I loved about ARC, is it's a fresh, new way to reach people that aren't being reached. And that's who we're reaching in our community. We're reaching the people that are far from God that no other church is reaching.
0: That's awesome, well thank y'all. And uh, Brad, you mentioned, you know, it's true, we, we have foundations that we teach um that are part of our playbook that are, are non-negotiable foundations yeah. i mean you know like we said there's several other ways to plan a church but we do have a certain way to plan a church but like you said there's a lot of variety there's a, diff- a bunch of different ways brad to express that so my next question is um you all are not all from the same area from the same state so how has the arc model worked in the area in the community in which you you all have planted in
5: you want me to go ahead? Sure. Um, so for us, we are in an area that does have a lot of traditional churches. And uh, I actually told someone earlier, Pastor Chris Hodges walked by. He has no idea who I am, even though I like to pretend he does. Um, he walked by and just shook my hand as everyone else is kind of getting ready. He came by and was just intentionally getting to know people. And um, I told someone I was talking to, I was like, that represents the heart of our church because we take time for people. We're outside holding up signs. We're high-fiving people at the door. We're loving on people. And I wish more people said, we love your church because, man, that guy knows how to preach. I haven't had that yet. Um, I haven't had a whole lot of people say anything about, you know, well, they talk about the worship. But the number one theme that we get is man, y'all's church is so loving and so welcoming and so friendly and above and beyond. One of, one of our guys, his wife's extremely introverted, and she's like, okay, I'm gonna be the first to complain and just say, I can't handle all these high fives, y'all. I need a backdoor entrance so nobody can high five me. But learning how to love people and not just be at church that is to get numbers and get more people in the seats, but how can we love overwhelmingly, we call it street to seat. From the street to seat, we want to overwhelm people with love, tear down the walls, that by the time they sit in their chair, they're not thinking, am I accepted here? Are people yeah. condemning me? Are people hating on me? And we got this. I mean, it was in our heart already. We just needed ARC to help us kind of bring that vision out and bring it to life. And so that's one of the big proponents and, and reasons we love ARC.
4: Yeah. Well, I think for us, um, by the way, you guys should uh, look up this guy on Instagram and just follow him, uh, Church or Brad. These guys are doing amazing things. So I had to give a shameless plug right there. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so when Brittany and I, we, uh, I'm originally from Miami, Florida. Uh, she's from Chicago I have, I have a certain uh, style by myself and I, I love that I came to art training and I didn't have to wear skinny jeans to be an art church planner. <laughs> I, can just, I can just do what I do, all right? I can preach in my Jordans and still be, you know, right. just as anointed as this guy with Chelsea boots, you know what I mean?
5: <laughs> uh,
4: but anyway, so like South Richmond is a very diverse area and it's not, it's not the typical uh, a suburban area type deal, but it's a very diverse, it has the suburbs, it has a little bit of urban, uh, just is diverse as far as race. It's 30, 30, 30 in our in South Richmond. 30% African American, 30% white, and 30% Hispanic. And so I just knew that it was the ARC model that was going to allow me to have the most diverse experience, especially for me as an African American. Normally, it's really tough to have an African American lead pastor to have white middle class Republicans coming to our church, you know. Um, and so the ARC model really has allowed us to do that. And now. Our church is literally one of the most diverse churches in South Richmond. Um, and I, I say that to say is this, it don't matter who you are in here, but what the ARC model does is that it gives you the platform that you can discuss. God's going to download vision to your heart and to your, your ministry. But the ARC model, it helps you to bring all that into context in your specific location. And that's how it really allowed us to really launch big and launch strong uh, because of the ARC model.
3: Josh you want to get in on this
7: well, I can't. I just can't. We, we actually went to our hometown which was kind of brave all in its own because I, we kept asking each other, okay, were we good in high school? Like, you start thinking through friends and things. But God was so faithful. And family, like, okay, we're going to have our parents in our church. Like, that can be scary, you know. But it was also comforting to know that 30 people would be at church on launch. So if no one else shows up, we've at least got family that'll be there. And um, so anyways, our our city is, um, there's You're going to see a lot of F-250s and people with boots on. And, of course, you know, we don't necessarily wear boots. But there's just so much diversity in in our um, community. And our community looks – our church looks like our community. And so that's something that's um, been huge for us. So,
3: Yeah, I mean, even in a blue-collar town like we're in – you know, I think the question originally was, you know, can the ark model work anywhere, you know, and I, and I think the answer is yes. I mean, even when you look in scripture, Matthew 9, I think it's 35, where Jesus went from all the towns and he went to all the villages and he was teaching and he was healing everybody. So he was going to the big city. He was going to the small cities. He was going all around and he was just helping people. Why? Because there's need in every community of our nation but how many of you know that the local church is the hope of the world and when you start getting this system and structure that you can plug your passion into and the calling that god has placed on your life you plug that into the ark system and like mark was saying there's other ways to launch a church i want to i don't want to dishonor any other system but it's the this is the ark system it's the ark way and now you're being life-giving And you are doing what Jesus has done. And you've got all these answers that to questions that you didn't even know you had, and and then you're able to move into an area because God's called you there and then all of a sudden before you know it, you're celebrating what God has done because there's lives being changed all over your community. So I say it works every single time because if you, you've got the calling, you've got the anointing, and then here comes Ark with the resources, the systems and the strategies that you need, the structure that you need to plug that into, and then boom, here we go. And then you're your high and your wife. I mean, I didn't even know the night before we launched. I said, baby, I'm sorry I did this to you. <laughs> I said, I'll go work at Walmart and stock shelves at night. I'll do whatever I've got to do. 603 people showed up on the first Sunday. And, uh, you know, no one was more surprised than me, but we, we we just ran the play. And then God was faithful to do his part. So,
0: yeah. And, you know, what was cool is we just finished uh, that last main session before we dismissed for lunch. We did that intentionally. Uh, we had a, you know, we talked about the urban setting. Uh, we talked about a small town setting. Okay. We had a, a kind of a DNA culture transition example as well. Mm. And we've kind of seen God be faithful in that. But just so you know, too, we're not resting on the laurels that you know we have so far right now. We are uh, really working hard to understand the urban setting more and how the model can be more effective in that, so more effective in a small town. Yeah. If you're coming in from a denomination or a different uh, culture of church that you were raised in and you need to experience the ARC DNA, how can we do a better job of equipping you in that? Area, uh, we're looking at building a residency type program, you know, where couples can spend a year or so okay. in, immersed in the art culture as well. So we are committed, you know, to that too. Uh, Brad and Jessica, I know y- uh, you all uh, went through the new launch process. We talked about old process, new process. We're all in the new process right now uh, in different ways, but you all actually kind of from A to Z went through that new process. Um, Jessica, uh, can you, um, and then Brad, you know, if you have something to add, you can add it too. I always have something
5: to add. (laughs) Y'all learn that pretty quick.
0: Jessica, specifically, how did that, how did the launch intensive help prepare you and Brad for the launch?
8: Yeah, so um, I fell into the comparison trap comparing myself to all these other pastors' wives that I've um, served under throughout my life, and so I saw that I wasn't that, and so just trying to figure out how I was going to be the wife and the helper that he needed and for our church, and so it wasn't until I got to the intensive where I started connecting with um, other couples that were there training and as well as our amazing coaches um, where I realized that I don't have to fit in this certain mold, and I don't have to look a certain way, and so that was huge for me. That was groundbreaking, and I felt when we left there that I could just go and be me, and it would be what God needed me to be for our church. Right. So I just want to encourage you, if you are here in the room today and you feel that way or your wife maybe can feels that way, um, you know, we're all uniquely designed and wired, and you are what your church needs. Right. So just run with that and leverage the relationships that you make here at conference connect with people, um, stay in touch with people, rally around each other, pray, encourage, and um, it's it's truly life-changing and amazing and so special. Awesome.
5: Yeah, that's awesome. And that was big for her. And then another thing for us that was big was the fact that we were here two years ago. This is crazy. Two years ago, we were sitting, I don't know if it was this room or not, listening to some couples talk about YARC. And Here we are two years later, and we talk about how if we would have tried to plant prior to ARC or tried to do it on our own, what a disaster it would have been, y'all. But we showed up to, to ARC thinking we knew a little something, and they started telling me how many square feet I need per baby. They started telling me how many parking spots I need. They started telling me they could help me negotiate a price for a venue that we found that God just told us this is home, but they wanted $6,000 a weekend for it. And we talked with ARC, put a proposal in, and we got it for 700 bucks a weekend, y'all. So God has been so faithful, and we, we, we feel like we're nobodies. We've only been in full-time ministry about five years, and there's nothing special about us at all, but just going through the process, working the system... And on our 10th week at Easter, we had 1,126 people. Oh, man. Yes. And let me tell you, if you know me at all, you know it had to be God to do that, all right? And Ark? So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank you. So, Josh, I got a question for you. Uh, because you and Kara, you, you, were, you came to ARC and, and went through the older process, and now you guys help out as coaches in the new process. Uh, what is your view uh, of the intensive as far as the changes that you've seen yeah. from, from the process you went through to the process you now helped yeah. coach in? Yeah.
3: Well, that's a great question. Uh, you know, one of the things that I love about ARC is that ARC is always tweaking, fine-tuning, growing as an organization themselves always making the strategies better, making the playbook even better. And when we came through in 2013, you know, the playbook was evolving and uh, there were some really good things that we learned, but there were some things now that I see that we do that I love even more. Just to kind of give you an example you know, when we came through, I think it was October of 2013, we started having get-togethers with people in November of 2013. And we weren't going to launch until September of 2014. Hello, you are stewarding momentum for a very long time. And that was one of the things I look back and I was like, man, I wish somebody would have told me, hey, wait six months till you start. You know, and, and the thing that I love about ARC now and the process is that you as the planter, you're partnered with a coach early on in the process at a very critical time in the process where you've already begun to think about your plan, and you bring a plan to a coach that now you start talking through. You know, we didn't do that. You know, we we didn't have a a quote-unquote coach that we had. I just was stalking dudes like crazy, (laughs) Finding out phone numbers, showing up at their churches, like, hey, you, hey, I'm giving you a hundred bucks today. I put a hundred dollar bill in their hands. Said, hey, man, t- I'm taking you out to lunch too. You're gonna answer some questions, <laughs> and uh, you know, most of them, you know, they were they were very kind and were you know, they they gave us some time. But the thing is, is that you have a coach now, and it's not, it's a, it's only one to three. So usually it's one coach and three couples. Right. So as a coach myself, I feel like when my guys call me. I feel like I can respond quickly. I can give them the answer that they're looking for. One of our planner who's, planners who recently planned is doing really well. He asked me about his mailer. And everybody, if you don't know about a mailer, that's part of the marketing prep plan that, that you put together. And you, you mail out this huge you know, postcard to as many people as you can afford, right? And um, so he said, what do you think about my mailer? And I said, do you want me to be honest? And he said, yeah. I said, I don't like it. I said, I hate it. And I just told him, I said, it's not going to work. Now, listen, I could have told him it was great or he would have not had someone there. And had he sent it out, I don't know if it would have resonated as deeply as the new redesign did with the people, you know, that he was able to work with. I look back at things that coaches, that coaches told me, don't do that don't start bringing music into your into your meetings before you start your church. I mean little things like that, little secrets that you just a coach is able to to pour into you and to and to give you that really helps you miss out on a lot of, you know, ouch moments, you know, you're like banging your head against the wall later like why didn't someone tell me. So I love the intentionality of the relational connect between the planter and the coach early on. That really helps you continue to build and flesh out your plan. So I absolutely love it now. I mean, I think it's, they've done an incredible job tweaking the process and making it even better.
7: Yeah, I want to say, say really quick, too, that I love the way that ARC will outline it for you, like give you the outline. But your personality, I mean, like I don't know any pastors that are like us. Like, you know what I mean? Like every single one of our friends, we have some of the dearest friends in ARC. And that's what I love, too, is that everybody's so different, and that's what they want. ARC ARC pastors want everybody to be different, and so it's okay. It's, you know, like she was saying, even with a different pastor's wife, it's just all so different, and that's what's cool about it. You can can let God uh, speak to you about how to do it, maybe, and tweak it with your personality. But for the most part, um, you know, ARC comes alongside you and helps, so
1: it's good.
0: That's all good that's probably my favorite part of the, the newer way that we're doing things is that it's the husband and wife coming as coaches together. Um, because, you know, we we launch couples, you know, uh, 99.99% of the time, and it takes a couple to run a church, you know, at different levels of involvement with different gifts and whatnot. So that is one of my favorite. And Travis and and Brittany, too, we were talking a little bit right before we started. Uh, I was making fun of one of your coaches, um, a good friend of mine, Josh Whitlow. Can you unpack a little bit more about what that coaching relationship uh, means uh, when you're going through the process, and not just before you launch, but even afterwards as well?
4: Yeah, I think for me, like I'm I'm just a go getter and so sometimes I just wanna just go do something. And I think what the coach does is that it's it's a good slowdown process for you to, to kinda check and make sure what you're mm-hmm. doing and not make the same mistakes that the coaches made. And the cool thing, I mean, we know about Joshua crossing the Jordan, but we know that Joshua was watching all of Moses' mistakes and he was able to move forward and faster and go even further because of him's mentorship. And I think that's what the coaches does. Like, I'm able to learn from Josh Whitlow. I remember when I first went to Josh Whitlow with my budget and with my plan, I thought I'm gonna impress him. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna impress this guy. So I had a budget of $150,000. I had a, had a plan to get about, about 50 people on our launch team. And, and if you know Josh, Josh is like a, a military guy. So he looked at me his, with his, his strong eyes and said, hey, you need to double your budget and double your launch team. And he just crushed every dream I ever had. <laughs> Art crushes your dreams, but gives you b- bigger ones. On, so the cool man. part, I, 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 I tell you a testimony of that. Because of that, he stretched my vision and when we launched, we launched, we, we, we raised about $326,000 before we launched. And we had a vision of one hundred and fifty. We would have stopped that one hundred and fifty if I didn't have a coach that stretched my vision. And that's what our coaches does. And that's what Josh Whitlow and some of the other coaches did for us, is that it stretched our vision. We stretched our vision of our launch team, of everything that we needed uh, to launch a church. And so that's why I would say I, I love the process because it has allowed us to really have our vision enlarged and really, uh, we feel really good about that. You want, you want to add to it?
6: And I'll say, I think um, sometimes we have really great ideas as pastors and leaders and we think, Man, we're going to go out and we're going to do this. And, we're gonna, and I think what ARC has done, especially for me because I had a different idea of what it will look like to start a church and what it will look like throughout the process so like I lead worship so I'm thinking you know he said something about worship having music during your launch meetings I thought man be great like give them a little taste of what we're gonna be doing but it really is not a great idea it doesn't help your momentum at all it doesn't help the team really at all and I think that you'll you'll learn like a lot of the launch meetings have to be a little more structured and it can't just be kind of free-for-all let's just worship for two hours we love worship but you can't do it in that setting and so I think a, a big piece of the coaching um, was I, I it toned me down a little bit like gave me some structure this is how you do it and we've learned it the process it made it so much easier we don't have to reinvent the wheel like it's okay to do things that have been done before because they've done well and so even now I mean there's we have ideas about certain things but we still go to our coaches like hey this is what our thoughts are you know when we have mailers going out we don't it's not just the Travis and Brittany show we have a team of people that are around us that say okay, this probably is not going to work or this is going to work. And so the coaching is super, super imperative to move forward, I think.
0: Yeah, and like you were saying, too, I think Josh, you mentioned, it, and Travis, even with Josh Whitlow, too, um, that relationship is there you know, within the process now to where you you can be honest with them because you have relational equity as well. When you meet your coach at the intensive – they get to know you. They hear your story. You get to know them. You hear their story as well. So it allows that honest exchange because you know that that, that coaching couple has their be, your best interests in mind. It's not about what they are doing. It's about what you are doing, and you're able to be honest with that. So um, speak with, with the wisdom and the experiences that you guys have uh, experienced so far in, in your church planning journey. What is What are some of the biggest mistakes you have seen people make when starting a church? Anyone can... Jump on in. I'm,
3: I'm gonna kind of make an assumption that you're talking about someone that's not planting with Ark, maybe, okay? So I, I would say this, uh, you know, I met a guy recently and he was familiar with the Ark process, but he told me he wasn't in, going to plant with Ark. Again, Ark's not the only way. Uh, of course, we love the Ark way. We believe in it, it's helped us. The thing that I was concerned about for him, and I still am, is that when you try to go it alone, it's not just about trying to get people in a in a, in a room and have church. The intangibles of your family, your ministry, the life that you get to live and enjoy, the relationships that we desperately need as church planners to be able to make it in the journey. You know, those are the things that I get concerned that he may miss out on. May he he may plan a great church. He may do, and I pray he does. But the thing that I that I see is that guys want to take some things and oh, well, I'm going to go do it. The thing that I love about the whole kind of a, the, the ARC model is it gives you, like we talked about the playbook, but man, here come the relationships. It's resources and relationships, and you're surrounded with people that you didn't even know you, you needed to know. I mean, I just think about all of my closest friends in life now are the, are the guys that, that I met at through the ARC. Because I needed those kind of relationships and God was faithful to bring those into my life. I mean, just last year at the conference, we met the lender that's gonna give us the money we need to build our first building that we're starting. I mean, it's just random things that happen like that. And, and if you go it alone, sometimes you can feel like, an, you know, you're just on an island by yourself. But how many of you know, it doesn't have to be that way. You need people that are there, you know, that, that, that wanna help you. And, and I do think that if you try to go it alone or just take portions of the playbook, just run the playbook. I mean, plug your unique personality into the playbook. It works and it's proven. And uh, so that would be my biggest, you know, the thing that I've seen that could be a big mistake.
4: Awesome. Uh, I think the biggest thing, uh, mistake uh, that I feel like I I, I had was um, I lost sight of my vision. Like, you know, you get caught up in the church planning world and you get caught up in, I want to plan a life-giving church and it's been great. And you forget that you're fighting for the single moms in your community. The, you, you forget that you're fighting for marriages about to fall apart yeah. Yeah. and you forget about like the teenagers about to drop out of high school. Like you you get caught up in like I need I got to do this and do that. And you lose sight of like, I'm doing this and that for them. And that's what we're fighting for. And so for me, like when we're launching our church, you know, I told you how much I raised. But let me tell you what, the first 50 ask I had was a no, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and at asked 25. You kind of get discouraged. And I, then I had to remind myself of our vision. OK, I forgot. This is why I'm fighting. This is why I'm going through the art process, and this is why I'm doing the extra this or that, or paying the money to come to Birmingham to a training. The reason why I'm doing that, because I'm fighting for a family that's about to fall apart, you know? And so I think the biggest thing you could do, you could be reminded of your vision to keep your fight going in the midst of planning your church. That would be great. That's
5: great. I'll see your mic real quick. I would say... um, like Josh, just talking with with guys that think that because they've watched an ARC church that they get it. And um, Jess and I, we actually moved to San Antonio for two years and were in an ARC church culture. Prior to that, we had researched ARC like crazy, and we felt like from the outside looking in, we got it. Man, we got this. We know what it looks like. We went to ARC conference. We're good to go. Um, But really, until you're in it until you're going through the intensive, until you really start building those relationships, you're missing out. And I feel the same way, Josh, And when I talk to these guys. And the first question I get, we do have a pretty good social media, so, so guys reach out to us a lot. My first question when they want my time is, are you planning with ARC? No, man, we like ARC, but we, we've got a friend that's doing ARC, and we think we can do the same thing. And I'm like, no, you can't. You can't, you're making a mistake. There's a real opportunity for you. There's people that are wanting to give you money to help you plant a church, You know, interest-free money. Um, There's a group, there's a coach, there's all these amazing things. And like Josh was saying, just the evolution of ARC, even when we just were at the intensive a year ago, they're already making changes. And so just because you've seen it and just because you have a friend that did it does not mean that you get it. You really gotta get in the culture.
0: Brad, we'll stick with you uh, on this one. I got one more question, and then we'll, we'll, we'll take some Q&A. So start to think if you have some questions that you'd like to ask that we have not answered yet. Uh, these, you know, everyone up here, we, we would love to answer your questions. Um, we talked about some of the mistakes that we've seen. You, kinda, you guys have talked about that some. Um, what, and we, we know that we're all biased for ARC. Uh, you know, as well, Um, but outside of those, those two things, what advice would you give to someone that's here that is considering starting a church?
5: Well, I think the first thing you need to do is continue to pray about it. And at some point, um, you need, if you're in a church now, you need to have a conversation with your pastor. Um, yeah. That's always a good idea to do that before coming to Ark. Uh, that's, that's probably going to help you out in the long yeah, run. Yeah, because we
0: do, you know, you can't mainstream those main sessions and if they see your face, we'll <laughs> That's by right.
5: Then... That's right. We'll tell on you, okay? We tattle around here. So um, making sure that, uh, that you do things right, first of all, I would really encourage you to, uh, wherever you are, to leave in a healthy, healthy way. That's gonna be great for you. That's gonna be great for, here's what'll happen. If you will honor where you are, someday some 22 year old's gonna to wanna to play in a church and likely they're going to honor you as well. So, um, so honor first of all, and then secondly, just just begin researching, man. Be a researcher. Talk to the guys you can talk to. I love what Josh said. Giving a hundred dollar bill, hey, I'm taking you to lunch today. Go talk to people before you jump in. Research. Ask how can I do this. Um, have those conversations. We research like crazy for a year. We are calling people. We're trying to get lunches with people. We're we're asking what what can we learn from you. Man, do as much homework and research as you can. We watch those eight videos right away. Those helped prepare us and, and helped us understand if we were ready to go. But I, above everything, just do things the right way. That's the best advice I can do, I can give you. Yeah. I would, I would, I'll just
3: jump in here and say this, make sure that you and your spouse are like 110% in agreement because <laughs> you don't want to be like, I, you know, second day, you know, on a Monday, like, oh, I told you this wasn't going to work, you know, <laughs> you just, Like I don't even know why we're doing this or I mean, you definitely don't want that. And, and I think if there's anything in your marriage that could even be a question mark, do whatever you got to do to get that marriage as strong and healthy and vibrant as you possibly can make it. Because there is so much that, yeah, come on somebody. I mean, and there, there is, your marriage is put in the crucible like never before throughout the church planning process. Because if you're a go-getter, guys, which most of us probably are as church planners, we're wired that way. You just have to be a little special to be a church planner. <laughs> And when mama starts getting that nest, and that nest isn't really, it starts getting unsettled. You know, women speak the language of security. They want to know, hey, we're going to be all right. And if you're over there like, hey, we're just going to do it. God's got this. And she's like, I'm going to kill you, all right? I mean, you make sure you're 100% on board with the, in an agreement with one another. And listen, when you're both in agreement, come on. Man, y'all walk into hell with a water pistol and win. You know, it's just like. It, it can be awesome, but just make sure not only do you want to leave your church right, which is great advice, but you want to make sure your marriage, if you're married, is so strong, and, uh, and that, that's a huge difference. It'll make a huge difference for you. That's right.
6: And I would say um, those are super practical, and yes, do those things. Um, for me, I would advise you just to do it afraid, but just do it like just do it, just go for it. Um, it is the scariest thing we've ever done, especially for me, my personality is very much introverted. I am not the one that's out there in the people um, and God's challenged me and I've grown a ton since launching Motivation Church. It's been the most incredible journey of my life. But I did it afraid, I did it with some, a little bit of like, oh, how is this gonna turn out? What if no one shows up? And I think sometimes we- We're, we're still that- we we are. <laughs> um, I, I think sometimes though we we get this like oh it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome and then if you don't get the results you you kind of just kind of move down a little bit like maybe this isn't gonna work. Um, we're definitely still in that I'm afraid what's gonna happen, but we did it afraid and God's honoring that and people are showing up and lives are getting changed. And honestly, our first week I don't know I don't know the exact number, but I think like 24, 25 people got saved. To me, that is massive. Um, I just, I remember being the little girl that walked to the golf ball church so broken and so abused and needed a savior and that was a life-giving church that offered that to me and so we get to be that. I get to be a part of something like that and I I remind you of your salvation story and and the reason why you do it is not so that people can come to cool church. Church that has great culture is for salvations. It's for people that are broken and hurting and so do it afraid. Just do it. Just do it. Just go out there and do it.
0: Uh, That was uh, all all great answers, too. And I'll I'll throw one in, too, of the lesson that I've learned um, over the last several years getting to know um, uh, Pastor Chris Hodges here. You know, it's easy right now, you know, 18 years later to, to see all that God has done. I mean, obviously, facilities like crazy. I mean, we're in one of. So many unbelievable facilities, over 50,000 people on a weekend kind of thing. But the one thing that I've seen him model from before Church of the Highlands started to this very day on an extremely consistent and disciplined manner is his prayer life. And if you if you are I'm not a natural prayer warrior, you know, if I have the opportunity to pray, I usually hand the mic to my wife and let her pray. She was born on a pew speaking in tongues. I was, you know, I was not. I, I feel like I say, hey, God, uh, I got a bobo. Can you heal it? And then I'm done you know, with my prayer. But I would I would say de- develop that prayer life. To the depths that you never thought it could go, and then God will take it even further when when you put out your heart there. So, um, well, uh, I don't have any more questions for you, but hopefully uh, everyone out here has some questions as well. So if you have a question, if you can just raise your hand. If you ask it, we may ask you to repeat it just to make sure we can hear it, and then we're going to repeat it into the mic because we're recording the session as well. So don't think we're like making fun of you or anything like that. We just want to make sure that whoever asks that questions, we can when we listen to all these all the app sessions are being recorded and. Are available after the conference, so that's why we want to do it. Yes, ma'am. I have a question for
6: Brad. Brad, yeah. For Brad and his wife. I wanted to know if you stated that y'all were in ministry. Did y'all just start ministry this six months ago? or Were you already in ministry and then you became part of art?
5: So the question was how long had we been in ministry before art? Before art? Yeah, so we were on full time as student pastors at a church for about two years. And then we moved to San Antonio where we were on staff for about two years. And during that time of being in that culture and then coming to ARC, we really started filling the call. So a little close to five years full-time ministry before we moved back to uh, plant the church. So I'm really blessed tonight. They're going to show and, and kind of feature our story uh, in a video. But one thing I'll tell you that, that we really pushed on the video is we were the ordinary untrained men that that planted this church. I mean, there was nothing special about it. We didn't know anybody. We're coming to Ark, and we're like, hey, can I talk to you? And like, who are you? You know, like nobody knew who we were because we just haven't been in this culture. We didn't have all these relationships yet. But two years later, today, I mean, we can't get through the halls without running into our friends, people we've connected with, tons of people we've connected with on Facebook uh, that we've never even seen in person, that we're just one by one, hey, man, great to see you. And so far, you're the only one that's bigger in person than we thought. Most people are, most people are a lot shorter than you imagine them being. I don't know why that is. Hey,
0: uh, you met me on Facebook first. I'm yeah, like, sorry about just, that.
5: Just... That wasn't a short joke I'm, for I'm you. A, but
0: am 5'9 with my church shoes on, so... <laughs>
5: Does that answer your question? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, and afterwards we can talk a little bit more because you know that is one of the things that Josh and Amy mentioned about the, the ministry experience. You know, typically we do look for uh, a full-time vocational role prior to being a senior pastor, and w- really also in addition we look to see what have you helped lead that you have grown as well, uh, because that is a significant part of being a, a lead pastor too. Yes, sir. Outside
6: of the United States, in Europe, for example, I am from the East Europe
0: how many um, I didn't catch the first part. I know you're outside. Yes, we are. We have we have a whole division, department of art called Art Global. We'd love to get you connected. And basically what we have done is the way that we are run here, we meet pastors in different areas. We have some in several throughout Europe and we get those pastors that are like-hearted and like-minded together and we train them on how we run Arc here and they uh, pull their resources together. They use our material. They tweak it to their culture, uh, their their environment, and then they are up and running and ready to accept couples in the different areas and train them and, and launch them out as well. We have, we call them hubs, and I want to say we have about seven or eight hubs right now with several more in the works all throughout the world. I, I'll get you some more information afterwards too on it. So.
2: Uh, so as a church, like after after you plant your church outside of Sunday service, there's uh, other ministries that you wanna get into, like there's people in the community that need to be fed and need water <coughs> and need shelter, so is
4: that kind of, like those extra ministries outside of Sunday service, or those kind of, is that just up to the church or is that something that art is a part
2: of too?
3: yeah that's a great question the question was outside of sunday services how do you reach the needs of the community is that is that accurate for the most part yeah and i think that's a great question i mean obviously you come into the community because you have a heart to reach the community and serve as many of the needs as you possibly can so of course sunday is a big deal you know because if sunday doesn't work nothing works and uh so you've got to have a strong weekend experience but then out of that as the church begins to grow and it begins to mature you start identifying people with hearts you know for outreach there's people in every church that are just wired for it so you start what we've done is we've we've created several outreach groups that serve needs in a variety of ways we also partner financially with other groups that are meeting practical needs feeding the hungry pregnancy resource center we don't have to have our own food kitchen or, you know, pantry. If we can financially partner and send those with that passion to serve the, the community and outreach groups, we send groups and money to all kinds of organizations in our city, and we partner together because we are better together. So, and they know what they're doing. They're, they're skilled at knowing how to reach needs, the, the other organizations. And then, uh, you know, we're just able to be a support to them. And, uh, you know, when we went through the horrific floods in Houston uh, during Harvey, you know, we were on the front lines. But, you know, it's still to this day we're meeting needs and many times we're doing it in partnership with other organizations in our city that are just killing it. So
0: a lot of that begins to take
3: place as the church matures and grows.
0: And there's all sorts of resources. Uh, you look young enough to where you'll never probably heard of the Andy Griffiths show, but they, uh, it's an old show. It was when TV was in black and white, and they uh, had an operator that would operate a switchboard, and they'd get a call, and they'd know Bob who was calling, and Bob was sick and needed a pharmacist, and they would talk to Bob for a little bit, and then they would plug in and plug him into the pharmacist kind of thing. So any, pretty much anything in any area of church life, if we can't help you directly as a staff here at ARC, we have amazing couples that have been there and done that, that can help you, you know, along the way as well. Outside of outside of the Sunday service too. Yes, sir.
3: The questions: How long is how long is the process from the moment when
4: you uh, fill out the application till when you're ready to actually plant? When you're ready to
0: go? Yeah. The Second question is: Could you
4: please elaborate a little bit more about the
0: financial involvement? Of- okay yeah the first question was how long is the process and it does vary we've done it as short as four months we don't really like to to be to be quite Frank, because we like you to be able to get inundated in in the process itself. Um, ideally, it's we'd say probably nine to twelve months uh, in there. So it really anywhere from four to twelve months. There are resources we can start you with if you're outside of twelve months looking at launching a church as well. We've got a bunch of new resources that are out there now on areas of the country that we need churches in. Areas that are declining, uh, that we don't want to run away from, we want to run into and give life-giving churches there. And and there's even five states, I think five states left that have not, we have not launched an art church yet. So if you want to be the first one to go to North Dakota, let me know. Uh, Well, let me answer his second question. The second question was on the financial involvement. We match funds. And we match funds for a reason. We just don't invest money into you because we feel that as a lead pastor, you're going to have to learn um, how to how to raise money because you're going to be raising money for the rest of your life because your vision will always usually just about exceed you know uh, the amount of money in the bank. So we match funds. We do that uh, uh, on an average of 50, $55,000 per church. We ask you to raise that much for your launch budget, and then we match that. Correct. Yeah, we would like you, yeah, we want you to at least get, and Josh, name me, correct me if I'm wrong. 30, 30 is the minimum. We really don't want to say 30. We want you to get at least to 100000 in your launch budget, you know, to have a, have a good launch. And if you're in other areas of the country, you, you may need uh, more than that, significantly more than that. Um, and uh, and then we, that is interest-free. That's an investment into into you as a couple, into the launch of your church. And then you begin to reinvest that back into ARC for the couples that are coming behind you um, as well, at no interest, no set time, um, as well. We're not knocking on your door asking for that back. And then post-launch, we we can help you with your monthly budget as well to give a total of funds of upwards of right around seventy thousand dollars, and uh, those those funds that come in afterwards um, are are there so you can meet your budget, so you don't have to worry about where your next meal is coming from. You can just focus in on the church, you know, as well. So. On average, I would say seventy, seventy-five thousand dollars. You know, it's usually the max we invest in a couple, and you reinvest that back over you know a period of time. Too, it's 70. it's seventy. Sorry, I was trying to give you an extra five thousand. Josh, Josh told me not to give you an extra five thousand. I didn't get so. my
5: extra five, yeah. so I need to get that when we yeah. have a chance. Uh,
0: we're uh, we're almost out of time. I think we got time for one more question. I think we had a, a hand up in the back.
2: Is there a way to get that uh, information that you just described or to see that about the uh, locations of
0: the country? Yes, indeed. Just come, come see us afterwards. We'll be more than happy to give you the locations uh, where we need you to go. I told I told you a state. I don't know if something left inside of you when I said North Dakota. If not, South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> if not, South Dakota, too. So, I'll try to answer this last question really quick. Um, Sir,
6: so uh,
4: yeah. we are working in uh, remote zone area. Uh among
0: the oldest people group that yeah, there is a no gospel as breeds among that group. Like uh, eighty two pastors just like they're working with me. So is there any to uh,
1: possibility globe with
0: the ark Yes. And it, that's a great art global question that I'll be more than happy to answer uh when when we're done here. Uh for sure. We can we can help you get connected and, and hopefully some relationships so we, do have, we have a gift for everyone on the way out um, as well from Pastor Michael Fletcher, one of our partner churches, Mana Church in North Carolina. And it's a, a new book of his that is out. That is a, um, it'll be a blessing to you as well. So we'll try to stick around. You've got 30 minutes until the next round of App Sessions start. We'll stick around as long as we can to answer any questions that you have.